This is the Persons of Interest podcast, diving into careers, personal stories, life lessons, and more, featuring interviews with interesting people doing interesting things. I'm your host, Derek Dockett. Ladies and gentlemen, I am pleased to kick it off with my good friend. He is the Springfield Newsleader Sports Department. I don't even have the words to describe this young man whose career has now even expanded since the last time I talked to him. I am, of course, speaking of Mr. Wyatt Wheeler, fellow Missouri State alum. Wyatt, how are things going, sir? Busy, man. Just getting excited for basketball, whatever that's going to entail with everything going on. Just hoping I have plenty to cover. Very excited for uh, the cover some Bears, Lady Bears. The high school in the area is just phenomenal down here. So it's it's looking like a very exciting winter if uh, everything goes correctly. Um, looking forward to it. Just happy. Just happy to have something and. Looking at the just kind of sent a schedule to the boss last night that had uh, the next two weeks, and it was just something ever just about every night. And I was it's such a breath of fresh air after having nothing for so long. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because we had a basketball season last year, of course, it was cut short, like we made it through all of Arch Madness, didn't have the Missouri Valley Conference women's basketball tournament, but we saw Missouri State's regular season. We didn't see a postseason. And then we didn't know what was going to happen. So we had all that summer. And then you actually had football, a a very short one, which I want to get into. But it's weird because it seems like everything has been so long because of we didn't have baseball. We didn't have the other sports that we would have normally had in that same time period. So, yeah, it's good, especially college basketball. Everyone knows I've talked about it several times. I'm a huge college basketball nut. So that starts for several teams today as we're recording. Missouri State will be in action. Is it Friday for both of them? Friday for both of them. Yeah. Awesome. So, well, let's start football. Let's go back because I think the exciting part is it's a whole new different ball game for Missouri State football with uh, head coach Bobby Petrino. Funny story to start this one off. We had a Missouri State alumni function in St. Louis. Man, I can't remember when that was now, but Cliff Smart was there. And this was right when the Bobby Petrino hire was happening. And he actually asked me, he said, Bobby Petrino, what do you think? I'm like, well, I don't know. This is interesting. It's like when the president of the university asks you something, you're like, you don't really know why he's asking, but you also don't know how to respond. And I have my own personal feelings about it. And I was kind of like, well, the guy can coach that's probably what's needed if we can get past the personal stuff you know we'll see but you saw it front row seat you saw practices well limited you got to talk to them you saw games i guess your your reaction to to what the fall was like for missouri state football no i've really enjoyed working with them so far of course you have there was a lot to be made there of 
what he's been through in the past. And that's kind of a regional thing, just kind of with Arkansas close. And people people really knew that story when he came in. I mean, that's a national story. Everybody has seen the photos following the motorcycle accident. And it's just, it, it was it was something I feel like, I mean, Missouri State, Cliff Smart, Kyle Motes, they're sick of losing. Yeah. It's been And the so- fan base is too. The fan base is sick of losing. Oh, and the fan base. I mean, it's been so ba- it's been so bad for so long, and you go for a you have a one in ten season under Stack to finish that off. I mean, it was really surprising. I mean, you, you, when you when you talk about that story on hiring Bobby Petrino, you can't you can't forget that Missouri State originally said it was going to stick with Stack for another year, and then a couple months later they decide, oh, this wasn't a fit. This isn't going to be a fit going forward and decide to get rid of them in January after the season ends in late November. So that's part of that story. And then they have Bobby Petrino the next week. So they they knew they, they, I mean, the records were really bad. So they needed to do something to bring a little bit of professionalism, somebody who's won before and just a good program builder before, because Bobby's been able to do that at previous places and Kyle Motes, of course, has a relationship with them dating back to Louisville. So that's that is something that I, I mean, it was surprising. It was surprising to everybody. Missouri State's able to go land that big of a name, pay for that big of a name, and have Missouri State, Springfield, Missouri, be that attractive to somebody who is just that Louisville, who has coached, he's been the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, there's just a lot there that Missouri State doesn't usually have, but it was able to get in this hire just because there is mutual interest. So, I mean, it, it was it's it's been fun to listen to him just talk football, talk program building, having reasonable expectations for how this is going to go and how to quickly turn this into something. You already see higher level recruits coming in just because of name recognition, whether that's a four star quarterback or some highly regarded junior college players, and it, it's and everything built despite going zero and three. And the spring, they were – it was a lot better football than what we've seen in previous years. It was a promising 0-3. <laughs> promising 0-3. And, I mean, playing those three games will make them better in the spring because they played them. Yeah. Um, a lot of teams weren't able to play those play those spring games, because these fall games, because of COVID. And – so Missouri State getting those three games, getting some things on film, knowing what they're going to need to do, how to be better, and just have people talking positively about the direction of things is a big deal going into a conference season where the expectations still shouldn't be that high, but they're still going to be better than better than you're going to be as better than expected. I mean, you know defensively that you have a really good defense. That's something that has been flipped dramatically. They were among the worst in the country a year ago, everything defensively. And you see here with you see here with going into this year, you see the past two games at least, the second half of the Oklahoma game. That's a defense with guys who are able to get after the quarterback, are able to able to make tackles in open field. I mean, that's a, that's something they didn't have before. Just guys who can make a tackle. Yeah. 
first guy wasn't able to make a tackle ever. And that's something that they have with some of the guys they recruited. I think they have a potential NFL corner in Jeremy Webb. They have a good freshman safety. They have, and they just have rotational guys that can get after the quarterback. And they've already, they already have more sacks in three games than they had an entire 11 games last year. Wow. So, I mean, that's creative blitzes. That's guys who can get after the quarterback. There's just so much there defensively that just shows you, hey, if we can get a competent offense, we can maybe pull out a few wins. Now, the offense has been a problem. The offensive line has not been good. You see him going after some JUCO guys. If he goes after some JUCO guys that didn't play during the fall, they can be immediately eligible for the spring. So they can have some just like kind of free agent pickups here before the spring season. And I mean, and plug in some Juco guys who have been experienced, try to get that shirt up. And then it just falls on the quarterback play and the quarterback play has not been good. Jaden Johnson, as highly touted as he was coming from Southern Miss being a Bobby Petrino guy, can't couldn't take couldn't take care of the ball here with just the early part of the, just the for three games. He had a lot of turnovers, and he ended up getting benched at for another for another quarterback for Jake Van Dyne. And that's I mean that's a ballsy move by Bobby to do that, but it was kind of needed if you were hoping to win that game. Yeah. And there was a little spark, and I still wasn't too impressed. I haven't been impressed with either of the quarterbacks, and he's actually Bobby's actually gone out and gotten a JUCO guy that can compete for a starting quarterback job. I mean, I, I've, I, it's the there's a quarterback controversy, and that's going to have to be better because if they have good quarterback play the last two games, they probably beat Central Arkansas two times because they have good weapons at receiver. They got Jeremiah Wilson back at running back, and that's a really good running back. It should be one of the better in the Valley. And they, I mean, it's they're going in the right direction. They just have some spots that they need to sure up to be able to compete even in this – even in this, the level that they're at, or even at the level they're at right now in a good conference that has some championship caliber teams, North Dakota State, Illinois State, yeah. uh, South Dakota State, they're all considered championship contenders, while like Southern Illinois is going to be, a, should be a playoff team. Missouri State could be in that conversation if they sure, if it could be in that playoff conversation at the very least if they are able to sure up some little things here and there. Call me crazy. And it's okay if you really do call me crazy. But I didn't watch all three games. I didn't even get to see the Oklahoma game. I did see a big bulk of the game at Central Arkansas. Jaden Johnson at least looks athletic and has athleticism, which is something that we typically haven't seen in a while from a Missouri State quarterback. He, he, I guess the, the term, the, the, the sports talk term would be he showed some flashes. They weren't consistent, but I feel like he showed some flashes of potential. Even seeing him through practice, I mean, he has a great arm, and that's an arm Missouri State hasn't had since I've been down here. Now, I've seen – the quarterbacks I've seen aren't anybody to, uh, really to right. speak of. Peyton Huesling was – I would have loved to see him in a different offense. I think he could have been a lot better with without the Steck staff. I mean, then, then you're just talking about Brody, Brody Lambert and Breck Ruddick. And those are the quarterbacks I've seen since being down here. So, I mean, Jaden's got a special arm. That athleticism is – 
I mean, that's that it is really good. I mean, he's able to move, whether it's play action to just try to take it, try to take some pressure off of a shaky offensive line. And he's able to run some option stuff where that was ended up being the best offense for them at that point. And at that point when he's not really taking care of the ball too well, but yeah, I mean, he, if they're able to use him in different ways that should be able to make him a good quarterback, it's just taking care of the ball and that consistency just hasn't been there. And that's something. And another thing to remember with him, he's a redshirt freshman right. making yeah. starts, and he didn't really have a regular offseason to practice. Right. So, I mean, he's he, there's no reason to say, oh, this guy can't be good yet. There's, he's he still has a lot of potential. Just needs to clear up some stuff, and he'll be pretty. He should be good. Everything should set. Everything when you look at a practice, throwing the ball should be good, but just needs to show it on the field. Yeah, I guess the expectations is going to be what is the team? What's what's Petrino's expectation? Are they looking to build a program and get this thing going the right way? Or, I mean, I can't imagine they're expecting to go in and, and try to build an immediate winner playing a redshirt freshman at quarterback and knowing that this is a rebuilding project. I mean, I think they that's probably the understanding that we've got a slate here, almost a pretty bare covered of let's get this thing going the right way and build something. It's almost like what Southern Illinois has been doing. I mean, they've sort of, it's taken time. They've been patient and now they're on a cusp of playoffs. So, I mean, you would like to think that that could be the blueprint, but I mean, I don't know what's, what's, what's Petrino been saying about what his mindset is about this job that he has and the team building in the future. Well, he's smart. He knows what he walked into, what job he took. He knows all of the problems it's had before. He didn't take over the most talented roster to the point where he's having to go find some guys even right now for the spring. So he, he's been realistic. He's not been talking up playoff cal- or playoff caliber. He's kind of just one day at a time. He talks – I mean, he doesn't even set like winning, I mean, as the ultimate – goal right now so just uh, some of the language it's been like oh there's we're gonna have to celebrate some minor victories in practice so just like those little bits of growth we're gonna have to watch film and celebrate the good things we've done it doesn't like not really looking at the records wins and losses right right now even though uh, he's a coach and he wants to win and that's something that they're going to want they're what they want to do but it's not but he's not setting like a unrealistic unrealistic expectations on his team nor himself to the point where he's like oh we need to try to get in the playoffs right now and and i know bobby's got this uh, another part of bobby is that he's got this reputation for bailing on some programs pretty quickly after he turns them into a winner whether it's western kentucky after one year he left louisville that first time the go to Atlanta and then Atlanta, then he bailed on Atlanta to right. go to Arkansas pretty quickly. So it's been the right, he's used the right wording to just try to say, try to ease expectations on himself and on the team because I mean, it's Missouri state football. I mean, it's 30 years of irrelevancy and it's, and he's, he's just trying to build a program into what he thinks it should be. Yeah. So, How's this going to work? Because they played three games in the fall. 
there are teams that didn't play anything like Illinois State, you know, North Dakota State. I think, did they play a game or two? Yeah, I played one. One. So th- there's a mixed bag. And these are non-conference games, obviously. Do these games stay on the record until Yeah, they're 0-3 st- already. Okay. So they're 0-3, and their next game is on February 20th. So they're in a really long bye. Yeah, it's like a 17-week <laughs> week bye week is what I was writing uh, around that, around when they were done. So Until they travel to North Dakota on February it's 20th. It's like lifting and meetings right now. So, yeah, it's uh, it's different. And but. they're playing conference games. I'm looking at the schedule now. There are nothing but conference games left. Yeah. So it's a, it's a full Valley. It's a Valley Conference slate, Missouri Valley Football Conference slate that they're playing. So teams that hadn't played anything, they are where they are. Missouri State's played three games. So it's almost like they've had an exhibition, a preseason schedule, you know, but they are actually counted games for their 2020 slash 2021 record book <laughs> yeah so i mean it, it's it's dumb <laughs> think about it it's like what the, what are we doing here but it's it, it's it's funny i mean i think they're better off zero and three than zero and zero right now sure I'm just playing those games i mean of course they got the money from oklahoma which is uh, big which is ginormous yeah. for that athletics department. I don't want to undersell that just because, I mean, that's going to save a bunch of jobs and things that programs can do. Might have even saved a program. Who knows? Right. But uh, it's good. It's really good to have that. But even seeing like the success they had in the second half defensively, um, seeing the success, the, they should have won two games. They know they should have won two yeah. games. And I mean, they were able to get out on the field, see what they do well, and know what some what some of the things they need to fix on offense, especially. There's they're they're able to see the potential they have, and it's it's they're 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 way better zero and three than going into February late February wondering, hey, what, what do we got here? Just uh, let's throw Jaden out here. He's going to be people are people still think he's great. I think it's nice to have the little bit of expectations eased back on some of those young guys and what their offense can do. Yeah. Ever since I've been removed from working in the the sports world, I enjoy now looking forward like most fans do about the future. And one thing that I'm really curious about is, and I'm curious if you've heard coaches, not just from football, but, but maybe all sports, their approach about Using football as the example, they're going to play this season in the that starts February twenty that will kicks back up February twentieth, and it's in spring. Their their regular season will end on April seventeenth with the game against Youngstown State in Springfield. But from that point on, April seventeenth, what happens? In theory, if we do have a traditional, things are back to normal. You know, we've got, you know, prospects of vaccines now. And what happens if we do have football back in the fall of 2021? The concern about student athletes, that quick turnaround, football recovery, because normally, you know, April, you're talking about spring football, you know, that that practice, those scrimmages and things like that. And then we're playing actual real life games. So have they talked about, you know, if there's a different layoff schedule, do they delay the start of the 2021 season, play a shortened one? I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing things out of my head that I'm yeah, envisioning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, I've asked Kyle about that before, Kyle Motes, and just uh, 
Because, I mean, he's got to look at that stuff, too, as, as an athletic director and as the chair of the uh, playoff committee for the SCA. That's right, yeah. So, I mean, he's scheduling all this. He knows this better than anybody, how late in the season a lot of these teams are going to go. Right. But uh, it sounds like there are going to be some cha- – I mean, there's going to have to be some changes just for bodies and football and, I mean – people can barely play football week at week to week. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, once you get to, once you get to the month, once you get to these uh, layoffs, they're going to be needed. But I, uh, I don't really know for sure yet, but it does sound like there's going to, I mean, there'll be some modifications changes, yeah. but I know that, I mean, they have some contract contractual dates for some of these games that they're going to want to play, whether it's in Oklahoma state for another bye game. So those are important dates that they're still going to want to play. It's just a matter of how they go about scheduling some of this off season. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. The bears have, I've, I've mentioned it before, North Dakota on the road to start out that spring season on february 20th illinois state at home on february 27th this is so going to be so interesting especially for you because march 6th missouri state football could very well will will be playing northern iowa and cedar falls the first weekend in march is typically reserved for arch madness and (laughs) basketball season is now starting we're we we're all hopeful and you know i think folks are gonna do whatever they can to get a full basketball season in because i've heard the, the talk about if there's no at least the ncaa tournament in terms of revenue what a dagger that would be for two straight seasons i think they're going to yeah, probably they're, they're do everything they can to uh, play it they're getting it in one yeah. way or another it might be modified right i mean so try and, to play 14 turn 68 team tournament or whatever yeah. and the same for conference tournaments so you could be looking at a weekend of football you know a weekend of a conference tournament and then the final weekend of women's basketball, those tip things could overlap for the first time forever. Not to, not to also dismiss all the other sports that have been shifted to the spring as well, like volleyball and cross cut, you know, everything else that is an Olympic sport that's going on. It could be kind of interesting to see how that all plays out. But from a coverage standpoint, what is the one man newsletter department going to do? Yeah, that's I've sat down. I mean, I do a radio show with Art Haynes, who calls football, calls basketball. I'm like, yeah. What and baseball that, too i can't even forget baseball about that. at that time so i mean there's so much insanity there but i mean we that's something we haven't really discussed yet just because these i mean even now the schedule for the Missouri valley conference isn't even out again right. everything's fluid so we're not a hundred percent sure on how we're gonna go about it but we're gonna We'll figure it out. I got some good, I got, we got some good freelancers. We got my college reporters, uh, college reporter system, but yeah, it's going to be awful. I'm not looking forward. Um, You're going to be very busy though. Job security. Something that stressed me out. Even I, like when I saw it, it as I said, the, I said to Kyle Motes, and I was like, you know what you're doing to us? He's like, hey, you used to have nothing. You're going to like this. <laughs> Complaining one way or another, Wyatt. And was, Man, this is going to be so difficult. Yeah. But, They're going to be well, filling on their their side, too. Because, I mean, the Lady Bears are going to have so much. The Lady Bears have so much potential. The the, the Bears, you, you, you don't know how this season is going to go quite yet, but you got to cover Arch Madness. And then, I, I, is it a home football? It's an away football game. 
I mean, it's Bobby Petrino trying to turn a program around. Yeah. And, uh, and Northern Iowa is one of those great teams that could be in the championship conversation. So, How about if you're a Northern Iowa fan, you're playing football against Missouri State on Saturday, March 6th. You could be very well be playing in a late round Arch Madness yeah. tournament game, you know, maybe against Loyola for your first bid to the tournament in a couple years. I mean, it's exciting. It's ex- and I'm, I'm going to, I'll be oh, honest, I'm going to love it sitting on the couch at the time. Inject it into my veins. <laughs> we need to figure out something there, but those are conversations for a later date. Okay. Well, I'm not looking forward to that. I, I'm I'm looking forward to those big events, but I'm not looking forward to trying to figure out how yeah. to do it. Logistics will be uh, interesting. <laughs> you you mentioned you've been uh, a mentor to some young minds. That's definitely one one of the things I wanted to get into. So how's that been? You you had some 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 students learning from the great mind of Wyatt Wheeler. They're live in the field doing reporting, which the cover cover coverage was great. I mean to to get other folks assisting you. And I know, especially the football season in the Ozarks, it's now become just as popular as basketball season. I know basketball is still the ruler down there with the success of teams that have had, but people love their high school preps coverage and having some other bodies I know has been helpful for you and and great to add uh, more coverage to the paper. But uh, what's it like mentoring some young minds? Man, I got to tell you, I, I have not been proud of my high school coverage and and since I've been down here. It's just, I mean, it's impossible to do. Yeah. A one-person sports department, um, just and, and just lack of preparation for planning and all of this stuff. I, I, I didn't really have that great of a feel going into it. It was it was really hard. It's nothing I've been proud of until this year. I've got I have great bosses who trusted me when I pitched this idea. I was actually the story of the idea came. I was sitting at, in the wedge at JQH Arena covering a basketball game, and Amanda Sullivan and Claire Nierberge. I don't know if I probably butchered her last name. <laughs> Uh, they were sitting, they sit next to me at the Bears games and they, they were just talking about internships and having to figure out what to do, freelancing stuff. They looked at me and they're like, we would work for free for you. And then I looked at them and I was like, are you crazy? An idea. <laughs> and I, I looked at them and, and I, I had the idea. I worked uh, that night. I actually wrote up a plan and sent it to my boss and, and Steve Herzog and said, hey, let's talk about trying to get some college kids in here and I'll run, so I'll run it all. And I'll give, and I'll work with Missouri state to try to get them have this count towards their internship requirements. And we put and we was like, okay, we'll discuss this once we get closer to high school football season. So, I mean, you have the pandemic and everything and a kind of a struggle for money for everybody. And I just kind of brought it up. Like, hey, I don't know if we're still hoping to do something like this, but I think this will really help. And he said, yeah, work up, a, work, do a more detailed plan, send it to me and we'll, we'll try it. We'll get you some money so we can pay these kids, figure out who you want to get. So, I mean, Claire graduated, but Amanda had one more semester left. And and I knew they had a great up-and-coming sports editor in Stephen Terrell. So I grabbed those two and said, you two are going to be 
you two are going to do some high school football coverage for me this year. And I'll do, we'll do weekly meetings and get your, get your department head in contact with me and I'll get you your internship hours. So, I mean, we did that and they, and we did it in a different fashion. Like we did different sorts of headlines, different sorts of coverage, whether it was different featurey headlines, just kind of fun. Like instead of like uh Nixa goes to Ozark, Nixa beats Ozark in rivalry matchup. It's uh, get a fun featurey quote out of the coach and then write something fun. So the headline ended up being like Nick, Nix's coach refuses to eat Nozark, but <laughs> but but the win but the win over the tie over his rival had to be pretty sweet. So I mean that that in like stuff, fun stuff like that, and even like analysis pieces like four things that makes Web City a state championship contender again. And so I mean different sorts of things that grabs the reader's attention and brings them in. I'm just doing it differently. And I've run numbers just seeing how, how different this was. So I wrote alone with an f- occasional freelancer last year 37 stories throughout an entire high school football season. It doesn't it sound I don't I don't know how that sounds to you, but when I say that me, Amanda, and Steven wrote 116 for this fall season, I mean, that's incredible. That's an yeah. inc- incredible boost in coverage, name, kids' names in the paper. Absolutely. Those from different games, just different types of stories to where I felt like, where it looked like people were actually reading our coverage. People were thanking us for our coverage, and it felt like it mattered. So I'm, I'm really proud of that. And just looking over, watching Amanda, I mean, Amanda came into this program. She already had a lot of experience from the standard. She didn't need it. She, she had an internship with the Kansas City Star. She, I mean, she's as good. she was as good as anybody in the area writing. I, I'd take her over most free, probably every freelancer at this point. And now she's got a real, a real big person. She's got job. a real job. And that's the goal. <laughs> and that's what I want to see. That's yeah. what I want for Steven someday. Just, I got to be, I got to be uh, somebody who was on the phone trying to get her that job as a reference. So, I mean, her being down at Branson Trilike, still being in the area, I hope she, she better be able to move. She better move up someday just because she is that good. And I mean, woman in sports, it's difficult, but I've watched her work and she's, she's as good as anybody. And she belongs in every press conference she's been in. Steven Terrell, up and comer has another, he's, he, I mean, he's going out there and I'm, I'm telling him, Oh, Joplin has this quarterback with the name always right. Go write me a story how it says Joplin's always Joplin's never wrong when it turns to always right. That's the headline I wanted. But when the, the other team decides to win, that's not a very good story to write. <laughs> so he, I mean, he was great adjusting on the fly. So I, so I was, he was really, really good at adjusting on the fly and coming up with some good stories. Great at the analysis pieces. And I get him for next semester, and I get him for the year after that because I ain't letting awesome. him go. And I'm gonna, and I'm, I'm gonna have a meeting here. He's gonna get some of his standard kids uh, to sit there with me. On we're gonna do a Zoom conference just to kind of encourage them. Hey, this is a. I know how much I struggled to just kind of get in that internship, have some. It, be able to get in this. This is a really easy one if you're showing me that you're working hard and 
love what you do because that's the one the kind of people I want to work with and make better. And it, it makes the standard the standard better. And that's something I love that I, that I came up through. I'm going to work with jury just because I jury and evangel, because I think it's important to uh, bring the other universities yeah. in and encourage that journalism because a lot of the stuff, I mean, the standard went from, one once a week prints to digital only now that's a that's a new thing for the standard and that can discourage some people from wanting to go out for that do the good work because you don't have it in your hands and it's just different than what you had in the past so i think it's important to try to encourage the next batch of young journalists to just kind of work hard and be go there or else you're not really gonna or else those opportunities aren't going to present itself to you because i mean i wouldn't be where i'm sitting right now talking to you if it wasn't for the standards so i i i I love it i I love talk i love seeing that's one thing i've missed since working at the news leader i was supposed to be the editor-in-chief of the standard before i was hired away from there here I, I love working with younger people and encouraging them to work hard just because I'm younger. And I remember how hard it was for me coming up through that and just seeing, I mean, just seeing Amanda's success going on somewhere. I know I didn't play the biggest part of it, but I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird sense of pride that I have just seeing her there. I've been able to text her back and forth saying, just kind of sharing, Hey, here's because she's kind of still in the area. Here's some stuff you need to keep an eye on. And it's, it's been great. Uh, It's very rewarding just kind of seeing other people's success by coming up through this and it helps me. I'm going to help them. That'd be awesome uh, to have those kids covering some more of the stuff that also benefit not just your high school coverage, but also the Missouri State, the Drury, the Evangel coverage when they do go on a big run for whatever sport it might be, because more hands on deck, give you more opportunity to tell more stories, not just covering game by game, but you know, here's a, yeah, it's, a it's all, it's all like being considered. I, I want it to high school is definitely the circled one right now. Sure. And then we'll we'll keep working them in just as I get more comfortable with some of the other up and coming college students because I want them to be experienced and I don't really want to have to teach them too incredibly much. I want them to work hard, get that experience through the standard and then be able to come over and just be able to help me and get, get a little bit of money. You're not a, uh, a very demanding, mean, cranky boss that likes to push the needle and 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 pick no, on no, no, like no, what no, kind no. of boss I've, is Wyatt Wheeler I feel like I've been good I, I've, <laughs> I've 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 uh, I, I mean they're able, we're still at, they're all like I mean they're just a couple years younger than me we gotta remember I'm 25 and I mean some of these students are still like 22 21 yeah but you having any kind of power is what I'm getting at here yeah but I mean they're still <laughs> they they know who I am yeah. like they know they can come in here and give me and give me a lot of crap yeah. uh, just based on what I do uh, what I am so I the person I am I mean they don't that I can joke around and give me a hard time. So they're not going to take anything. I'm too, <laughs> they wouldn't take anything too incredibly seriously if I were angry. And I mean, they're good enough to where they're, where I don't have those problems. I, I think the only problem that I had was when one was in court, COVID quarantine. I'm like, why are you in there? And he was like, well, I'm, I have a cough. And he, he ends up not having COVID. And it's just like, we'll stay out of there. <laughs> it's like, well, I didn't want to be in there. But I'm 
mean, there's, there's, no, I mean, they, these kids, they're great. I mean, and we'll see what happens once I start to get older. And now this boring, I'm mean, this boring low thirties, uh, <laughs> old man in some of their eyes. I mean, I'm not, they won't be wanting to kick it with me on zoom anymore, <laughs> as much as, uh, as much as they might be comfortable at the age I am now. But if any potential college student that is looking into joining the newsleader writing program with Wyatt, here's a word of advice. If he asks you to get coffee or his drinks for him or his dry cleaning, don't do it. Oh yeah. That was a joke. I wanted them. (laughs) Like you guys were supposed to get me some juice boxes. (laughs) We actually had them. We had them come to come into the office one day and I'm just, and we had a couple other people working in here and then I act like I'm just starting to yell at them and they're just like, what's going on in there? And then I kick them out of the room. I'm like, all right, gather around the chair. And I pull out a (laughs) AP style book and I start reading it to them. And it was the night before high school football season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I want it to be fun, and they, they better be having yeah. fun because if you have, uh, I mean, that's the cool thing about high school football. When you're that, when uh, the cool age that I'm at now, at 25, I'm able to joke around with these high school kids. Relate, I'm able to relate to them as weird as that sounds. Just being six or seven years removed from high school from high school football of my own i'm able to still understand the type of mu- the music they listen to i mean that there's so many little things where they have that little bit more they're a little bit more comfortable just being around yeah. younger people having fun with them than they are with an adult so i, I think because you're not an adult <laughs> i'm not an adult i mean i'm i i, I consider like uh, doing this doing a radio show with Art Haynes now I mean it had so much professionalism just because our arts just the pillar of professionalism of uh, sports coverage in the Ozarks and now he has me uh, <laughs> the exact opposite uh, I, I, I'm an unprofessional professional it's like what uh, is what I kind of call myself but as, as long as we're having fun and I think it's sports I mean you gotta have fun that's a good transition to my next question. You're doing radio now with the one and only Art Haynes. How, first of all, how did this even come about? Like, I knew you had told me before that at one point there was a discussion with you potentially doing something on the radio years ago, and you know, nothing ever came of it. But now, I guess there's been change with ownership at the station, things have sort of you know changed and, and morphed over a little bit of time. But here you are, you find yourself on Sports Talk, which has been Art Haynes' staple, like that yeah. goes back years. Like, I, I remember. When I was in Springfield in college, I had a part-time job where I drove around a van. I drove a van around town to pick up mail at businesses, and I worked from about two thirty to you know seven o'clock. So in that four thirty five o'clock window, I turned on the jock or five. 560, whatever the station it was on at the time, to listen to art and take calls. That's a legendary show for people in Springfield. And now you're on it somehow. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, it was, it was funny. Tom Ladd is actually my, the guy I report to. And he was, he, he got a, he got a job overseeing some of the radio stuff, some of the talent at, at the sports station. 
So I've had, I've been, I've done a few spots with Tom, whether it's been at halftime or some lady bear games. I did halftime of some lady bears during the NCAA tournament run and sweet 16 run just a couple of years ago. So he's heard me on the radio, whether it's calling into arts show. And I was a pretty frequent guest and we had, we've always had chemistry. As weird as it sounds when you think of the uh, generational differences between me and Art, just the, the age gap there, All, uh, like I've always loved and respected Art. I mean, that's uh, that's one thing that doesn't escape. As several people do. Art's like... Everybody yes. loves and respects Art. Greatest I guy mean, ever. Just a great human being. Just, I mean, that somebody that I look up to as a young sports reporter. So we've had, we were able, I mean, we just... We, we were, I was able to joke around with him when call on when I call in. I just give him a hard time. We'd have some fun. I mean, I, I, we always talk about my wiffle ball team. And <laughs> play, like Art would play like intro music for the head coach, and then he'd interview me like I'm a coach. So like a little bit that we had in there. So we had this chemistry built just from me calling in, but. Yeah, Tom Ladd, we were initially talking about the possibility of me having my own show in the afternoons. Now, you do this show, and you I'm sure if you listen back to earlier episodes... They're I, I awful. Cringeworthy. You just think about, ooh, <laughs> like, I wasn't comfortable there. I, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's different. People think it's just you hop on, you start talking. It's, you got to talk in an engaging way. Yes. You got to be able to be clear, think quickly. I mean, I'm, not, I'm still not the quickest thinker, and everybody knows that. Uh, <laughs> You're just lining up all the great quotes in this podcast. I'm not an adult. I'm not a quick thinker. <laughs> no, no, but it's, uh, but I mean, it's, it's difficult. So I mean, I've, I did some, I did some little like tryout shows. Whether it was, I did, I did one whole show with Art one time. I did a show, I did a couple shows with Tom Ladd. And I, I'm not at the point where I can host anything. I just talk for two hours. I can't, I don't really. By yourself have. is tough. Yeah. So I, I don't know how art's done it the last 15 years. And they, and I mean, the preparation, I can't really do as much preparation as a host kind of really needs to do just because I'm still working. The news leader job comes first. Even though my job is kind of like a whole day of preparation, just covering sports in the Ozarks. Sure. So what's going on? But I, I don't have that skill yet and of being able to host anything. So it's a different it's different than being the sidekick, one that just comes in and just kind of says gives takes or whatever, or it comes in and be's a part of the conversation. So I, I don't think I would not have been good as I, I still wouldn't be good as a hosting something on my own, but they did hear the chemistry that I have with art. Art's been one art. Again, they said art's been wanting to have somebody to, that he could just bounce things off of, have discussions with throughout the, throughout a show because he's been doing it by himself. And that's a difficult thing to do. So I went, th- I went there and had a meeting and they're like, Hey, we want you to be the co-host of sports talk. I'm like, <laughs> That's that never crossed my mind. I thought I was going to do something with Ned Reynolds in the morning or in the afternoon. I'm like, you want me to be the co-host of Sports Talk? And like, this is Sports Talk. This is Art Haynes Sports Talk. And it's like that's kind of uh, that's the show around here. And it's like that. <laughs> it's like you can't mess with Sports Talk. 
And it's like, as long as art's okay with it, I mean, I'm not going to say no to this. It's a cool, I mean, it's incredible opportunity to be in the, in the same sentence as Art Haynes down here, just because he is the legend down here. So respected, like, I'm not going to turn this down, but you better make sure it's okay with art. Yeah. <laughs> you better tell, you better have art tell me this is okay. This is something he wants because I don't want to like intrude on his legendary space. And they're like, no, no, it's okay. He's like, this is something that he wants. And we pitched, we bounced it off of him. He's like, yeah, let's do it. So yeah, we do. So that's how it came to be. I didn't turn it down. I add a couple of hours to my week now and I, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, sitting, I mean, getting paid to sit there and talk two hours a day with our Haynes about sports and have, I mean, have the friendship that I have with them now getting to know him and just kind of in, doing some of the, some more things around the area has been really cool. And I, and I love it. it's paper and writing still is number one in my heart, but hanging out and doing that a couple hours a day, it's something I've really enjoyed. You're uh you're on the Bernie Mickless path here. He was uh, obviously a sports columnist for the post-dispatch long number, number of years and, and also did radio. And recently the state, the station he was on here in St. Louis, the ESPN affiliate station, they let him go because of, you know, when COVID hit advertising budgets got hit and they let some of their talent go. Well, he's getting back into the radio space again. It's not writing for the post. Of course, the post has, he's moved on from writing there, but he is getting back into the radio space. But uh, I like a lot of people love Bernie's writing, love his opinion, love his his radio. So you're uh, you're creating a little media conglomerate for yourself now with all these uh, things you got going on. Yeah, it's weird. Just kind of see, I don't know, quick rise or whatever. It's been nice to. I, I just I thought back of how dark that first year was for me getting being full-time reporter i mean that was the hardest year of my life just kind of being the only reporter they don't have a specific high school reporter anymore it's just down it goes from whatever it was from like eight to six to two to one and i was the face of all that so that was that was really tough and i mean i have and at that time i hadn't gotten help for depression yet and that was something that was just a dark year because, I mean, the stresses of that year, you have everything coming down on you just because you're the face of everything and you're the young guy. And I wasn't ready for it. I don't think anybody's ready to go into some kind of situation like that. You have the stresses of the Paul Lusk year. Just added on to that because that was a tough year where he, I mean, where uh, there were a lot of expectations for that team and there's just little things throughout the year that pop up, whether it was a cryotherapy incident or him getting that clause removed from his contract. There were things that just made that stressful for him. And a lot of that was taken out on me because I was the reporter reporting on some of that stuff and asking those questions when we get into the, when we get into the press press conferences. So, so that, I mean, that was a dark, dark year in my life. I got help and everything actually right after that basketball season, just because it needed to happen. But then, yeah, just kind of gotten comfortable. Herzog became my boss, which I can't tell you how big that was for sports at the news leader. 
we kind of, he, I mean, he liked, he liked sports more than my previous boss. My boss before that wasn't the biggest sports guy, but he made me a good reporter. He made he taught me how to write better. He taught me how to report, not really care uh, what people thought that that was needed in my growth as a reporter. And that was kind of stressful throughout all that, but he made me better. Herzog trusted my creativity and he has, he's creative as well. So I go, I mean, we bounce each other, we bounce ideas off each other all the time. And he has a huge hand in uh, the sports, uh, just everything that goes on. So, I mean, can't be more thankful for him, but yeah, I mean, it just being able to turn things around, getting this college reporter system up and going and revamping and bringing respect back to the just sports coverage and being able to have the personality that I have that's able to go on and be attractive to a radio audience. I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's been really fun to just kind of see, it's been fun to look back and see here's where I was this first year and here's where I am now. And it's been uh, something that's been really cool to look back at. Heck, even go back to reporting at the standard when you and, and you're doing, you know, video features and you're trying to yeah. figure out what's creative, what's going to stick, what works, what make what, what do I feel comfortable doing? I mean, I'm a terrible writer and I've gotten slightly better as I've sort of merged a little bit out of the social media space until doing more, you know, other things. But I mean, everybody goes through the same thing of, you know, you figure out along the way. And there's some there's something to be said for on the job training. I mean, you learn everything you yeah, want to learn in college. But what you're doing at the news leader and doing now on the radio, I'm, I'm sure has become even more valuable because you're now you're sharing that knowledge with other kids. Yeah. And I tell the kids, I mean, the best experience, uh, the, the most you're going to learn is not by sitting in a classroom. Right. You are going to get something. You're going to get a lot of things out of the classroom. Don't get me wrong. Still go to school, still go to school, yeah. get, go through all that, learn your journalism stuff. But you're you're only going to get that comfort if you go out and do it. You're I mean, I remember like being I always challenged myself. I remember just the anxiety that I had inside of me. Challenge yourself. Ask one question during this press conference because the guys are sitting up on the stage. People are all around you. People are going to hear the question you ask and judge you for it. You got to ask one question and then maybe a couple months later, okay, I'm going to try to get two questions and a follow up in there and just keep trying to challenge yourself, push yourself more to be more uncomfortable to the point where some of that stuff becomes comfortable. And now people want me to stop asking questions during press conferences because they need to ask questions. So that, that's, that's just, uh, you got to beat yourself uncomfortable to be comfortable. And that's something that I've learned while working. It's something that I think that all young reporters need to learn. And now sometimes you're the only one asking questions in press oh, conferences. Yeah. Those are frustrating, <laughs> I go into a I go into a, uh, a post game press conference for Bobby Petrino after their last game of the season, and I'm the only, only one. Yeah, I heard you say that in the. Uh, I'm the, the only one in there asking questions, and the TV stations they decide to just leave their computers up and running and report. It. So they're still going to use my work on the next day to be a, to throw on TV. So it's like, come on, guys! It's like I don't want to ask questions. I want to 
throw a fit and get my own press conference <laughs> if you guys aren't going to be here. And they're like, oh, we, we, may, we might have been on the air at that time. How many reporters do you have? <laughs> I was like, how many? <laughs> like, you got three. How many do I have? I got one. Come, come on. But whatever. And you all, then you, you had also a press conference when it was just you and Petrino as well, right? Just only you yeah, two? it was just me and Petrino. <laughs> and I mean, I loved it. I mean, the players are way more relaxed yeah. when it's just one-on-one. And I'm, I get to sit there and talk football right. one-on-one with Bobby Petrino. Yeah. I'm a, I love football. That's my number one sport. And that's Bobby Petrino, who's coached in the NFL and has coached Lamar Jackson. And I just get to sit there and talk ball with Bobby Petrino. I mean, if you told me I was doing that a year ago, I would have called you crazy. Just because <laughs> I, was, I was talking football with Steck, and he was giving me two-word answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I didn't even ask you. I, I got to get into this because we're coming up on an hour and I don't want to keep you too long. We said we mentioned at the outset the basketball season was getting ready to start. Let's start with the Lady Bears because, man, they were like rocking and rolling last year and things obviously were the ruggers pulled completely out from underneath them. They won the regular season. We didn't have a tournament for them, but they're starting the year outranked. What do you think about the Lady Bears? They're, it looks like the, still the sky's the limit for them. Yeah, sky's the limit for them. We talked, uh, they lose, uh, their main contributor was Alexa Willard that they lost. Yeah. I actually got to talk to her last night on the air on the radio, and she was just saying, oh, they're going to be so good even with even without me. They have, I mean, if you remember that team, she was the most consistent scorer, but there were girls on that team who were able to break out any given night. Whether that was Ellie Ruffridge, Bryce is Bryce Caleb is probably the best player, the top three player in that conference. Just defensively, she's she passes the ball better than everybody. She takes care of the ball and she can score. So she, she Bryce is phenomenal. Jasmine Franklin, one of the better players. She's going to go down as one of the better players in history. Of the school. I'm a huge but Jasmine Franklin fan. Athletic six one player, junior. And she might have three years remaining just because of this division. The oh, yeah. Ruling. So, I mean, that's a girl. She's going to break the rebounding record. She's going to break some other records, be one of the best players in the school's history when it's all said and done. Sydney Manning had her games. Uh, of course, she hit the game-winning shot against Drake, but she had a great game even before that. So, I mean, Abby Hip's a good player as well. Abby Jackson is one that I'm looking forward to watching. She's got two years at Missouri. State. We'll probably get it. We're going to get a first glimpse of her after transferring from Auburn on Friday. But I mean, this team is loaded still. There, you know, and you see what Drake's lost. A team like Bradley's probably going to be a little on the rise. They have a really good player that's preseason player of the year candidate. Illinois State, I really like the direction they're going in. Drake's still probably going to be competitive. Northern Iowa is always competitive. It's just a good conference. They lost to Southern Illinois last year. So, I mean, it's this guy's this team, I mean, they're set up to be really well and good. So, I mean, you see they're ranked 24th going into the year. So, I mean, you already have that national recognition. They kind of had to earn their way up, even though they were coming off a Sweet 16 appearance the year before. They're already in that top 25, and their goal is probably going to be to finish in that top 16 again. We don't know what the women's tournament's going to look like, but they're going to want to put their in position in a position to possibly host games at JQH Arena. So I think that, I mean, their non-conference schedule actually sets up for them to be able to climb their way into that conversation, especially when you consider it's game twos against number 12, Maryland. Yeah. 
They play at Mizzou, and then they host South Dakota State, who's been receiving some very good uh, team, some votes. So they're set up to they set themselves up to have uh, that type of successful season where they're climbing their way up. Now they probably, they probably aren't going to be perfect. That Maryland game is going to be a big challenge. Some of those top, top tier women's basketball programs are up there for a reason. Maryland was that a year ago, just kind of having to rebuild a little bit. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, I mean, coach Mox is a special coach as long as, as for as long as she's going to be here. I mean, she, she had them, she looked like she was a better coach than maybe Kelly Harper was. Kelly, even with the, she had them rolling with that group that Kelly had immediately and looking even better than they were the previous year that they went to the Sweet 16. So just the on-court coaching for Mox has been impressive. We haven't seen how her recruits fit in yet just because she was taking over such a large roster of newcomers still has that this year. But I mean, they're, they're, the sky's the limit for them. I can't, I'm so excited to watch them because they're a fun group of girls and uh, they're just fun to watch. Lady Bears start the season on November 27th with Florida Gulf Coast. We mentioned the game with Maryland on, the tw- on November 28th, Maryland ranked number 12, Wake Forest, Tulsa, Lincoln. They'll be at Mizzou on December 13th. And we mentioned the game with South Dakota State in Springfield on December 19th. The Missouri Valley Conference schedule been sort of put on pause. They're going to retool that. They had the president's meeting, which I think Cliff Smart may have broken that news. He He's active on he Twitter. He likes to do that every once in a while. <laughs> that, that, that may go back to my time working at the conference staff, too. Um, <laughs> well, he, he, like, before that Oklahoma game, he decides to slide in and during his, his he, like, he decides to slide in and kind of a big rumor that was going around in Oklahoma saying, oh, Oklahoma almost had to cancel this morning. And he's like, oh, is this being recorded? Oh, I might have said too much. It's like, you know, Cliff's smart. I know he is smart and he knows. I think what he likes to mess with us. He 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 knew. I have no doubt he knew what he was doing. Was like, oh, Oklahoma had some cases on their side. They almost had to cancel this morning, but our guys are on the road. It's like he knew what he was doing. So I, it's like he he cracks me up yeah. sometimes. With he tweeted the, the the picture, the, the Zoom screenshot of all the presidents in the 80s meeting and mentioned that the Bears and Lady Bears schedules would be different. And that's all it said. But then it turns out it was Missouri Valley Conference schedules because they were retooling it. So it looks like they'll be doing a different back-to-back schedule on both the men's and the women's side, it looks like. So we'll wait for that to come out. On the Bears real fast as well. Boy, we, were th- we thought we were going to get something special. It didn't turn out that way the prior year. But... And in in their benefit, maybe not having the pressure of being a preseason pick, being picked six may not be bad because I personally feel they still have that potential to be special. Now, Northern Iowa and Loyola are going to be something totally different this year. I mean, there's a uh, there's a clear cut one and two this year. And I save this for last because uh, I also want to throw in, I, I love the idea, the concept of the Valley Beat Writers Zoom podcast thing that you, that was your brainchild. That, that's a phenomenal listen. I'm getting ready to listen to the next one that was just posted here shortly. But Valley basketball this year, the opportunity for two teams in the NCAA tournament, it's there. And what a way to go out for Doug Elgin's last year as commissioner as he retires at the end of the academic year. But on speaking for the Bears, maybe being pick six 
I don't say fly under the radar, but that could be what happens because if Gage Prim is healthy, you can tell us more about that. That could be a game changer. You know, having that Cameron Crutwig type of person in a Bears uniform could be quite the difference maker for a team. And hopefully they can get their their situation figured out with ball handling, who's running the point and some overall better shooting. Could there be a totally different story this year, regardless of being picked, picked sixth in the league race? Yeah, I think uh, they entered this year in a lot better shape than they did last year, just from not having those expectations. And I mean, you got to remember last year was just a whole batch of newcomers as well. Whether you Tyree Dixon coming up from practice, Josh Hall coming up from practice, Lamont West coming in, highly touted guy, Gage Prim, never healthy last year, even at the very beginning of the season. But I think this is, I mean, this is good for them and even changing everything out right now. I mean, 10 new faces on that roster. Not, I believe nine of them could play. A few of them are red shirts or, or walk ons. But this is, I think this sets up well for them. I like the way Dana kind of rebuilt it. And it's uh, it's different construction. It's different. He went with more of a JUCO approach. You're going to have guys who graduate transfers. So those are guys that you just figure are going somewhere to try to play more, or some they weren't a good fit somewhere else. So they're going to go try to be an immediate fit somewhere where they think they're going to be able to play, like a Lamont West. And they just never really fit. They never were. They never, I mean, teamwork. They never looked like a team as lame as it sounds. Right. It's that's so lame coming out of your mouth. But, but you nailed it. That was that. But felt that's like the what issue. it was. With yeah. that team. It, it feels like the worst analysis ever. Oh, go out there and play like a team guys. But right. it's just, it's a truth for this squad. So it, it was, it was frustrating. And I think they're in a, I mean, they're able to, they're able to, they're able to kind of fit some of these pieces like the JUCO guys, Dana's had success with JUCO players, whether it be Gage Prim being the number two JUCO guy in the country coming out of coming out of South Plains College, and Keandre Cook was a standout player for two years that just signed with the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, so he's had some success with the JUCO guys, and you go get a guy like Demarcus Sharp, who was also a first team JUCO guy like Gage Prim was before, and Demarcus Sharp is going to run your point. So that's, uh, I mean, and, and you think about the point guard problems they had a year ago. Tyreek Dixon never really was that good for them, and then he and then he gets hurt and is out for the rest of the year. So then you throw, and then Ford Cooper Jr. never really was that good, ended up finding the bench and ended up getting, just leaving the program after the year. And then and then Jamonte Black is playing out of position. Right. Uh, and wasn't even a point guard for his high school team because of his point guard in his high school team is at Kansas now and is going to contribute there. So – you have a kid playing out of position and you just don't, you don't have a healthy prim. And it was just a jumbled up mess last year, but you look at this roster, you have to Marcus Sharp going to be your point. I was really impressed with Luke Patterson, just the player, the freshman to get to know that's a late addition they had. And they weren't going to fill that, fill that scholarship unless they really felt like they had somebody good. I think Luke Patterson's a good guy to be that secondary point guard, another ball handler. And you have some, you have some ball hand, you have, so you have some of those other freshmen that could contribute. Demonte Black has some experience at it now, even though you don't want him there, you want to play him somewhere else, but it's, 
I, I, they're in a, they, they, I like the roster. I think it's going to be more. I don't, I don't see the ceiling as high as definitely a Northern Iowa or Loyola. Right. <clears throat> Still see a Gage Prim being a challenger for first team all conference just because he's healthy and he's one of the players at a per minute basis. And he's going to be going up against Cameron Cutwig and Austin Fife for that first, for that first team selection. And I think he's capable of doing that if he's on the court enough. Yeah. Uh, I Sharp will start Jared Ritter. He, I mean, he's, he's doesn't have that much college playing experience, but he's still one of the older guys on the team, and he looks as good. He looked pretty good, a little bit, looked comfortable when I got to see him. Uh, Say, is he healthy? What's his What's his situation? He's healthy. Okay. He says he's a hundred percent for the first time in awesome. a long time. So happy for him, a local kid that a lot of people really like down here. And then you want to see those sophomore jumps. Isaiah Mosley is a special scorer. I mean, he can be that for the team. I mean, that's somebody that has been highly touted since he. I mean, he was supposed to be the best of the Rockbridge three. And uh, Missouri State landed him, and they have high expectations for him. Can Jamonte Black get back into his own role and do better? And then which one of these freshmen step up, whether it's Luke I. Patterson, Skyler Wicks, Ray Fayers, and I didn't mention Nick Tata, junior transfer, 6'10 kid who will be playing some good bo- – playing on the boards and playing on the boards and being right – I mean, he plays a different position really than – Gage Prim, he plays. He could be playing next to Gage Prim, so you have a six ten guy and a six foot eight guy there. So yeah. there are there are some things to look forward to there. Now I'm not looking forward to non conference play <laughs> just because of the schedule. Um, look at the bright but, side; you don't have to travel for them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I don't know if I want to travel to JQH Arena for some of them. But but it, it, I think they're going to be. They should be better. I think they they have potential, and I think it's an important year for Dana because he's in, he's entering the third year of a five year contract, uh, really promising first year and a really down second year that bummed out a lot of people. So it's important for him to have a good third year. So. Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah, the Bears, I, I jokingly say that Wyatt does have to leave, but they really do have every single one of their non-conference games to start the year in Springfield at JQH Arena. The Bears will take on Evangel Friday, November 27th. Ecclesia, how do we pronounce this? Do we know? Oh, I think it's Ecclesia. Okay, uh, Ecclesia College. I've, I've said it wrong on the radio multiple times. They have about 180 to 230 students in okay. their entire school. <laughs> Okay. Uh, 15 of them play basketball, so take what you can get. I have got a te- I got a text from somebody who covers College of the Ozarks basketball and he said that this is probably the worst team he's ever seen. Well, we'll go ahead and just put the W on the schedule then. It, I like 200 <laughs> is I like are they going to score 200? I mean, yeah. that's a question for this game. Well, we know there will be a lot of work then to be shared for the Bears. Central Arkansas, Mississippi Valley State, Southeastern Louisiana, Northwestern State, and they will play Little Rock to round out the non-conference schedule completed on December 21st. Yeah, uh, Little Rock game's really important. I mean, that's the team they lost to at the buzzer opening yeah, night. Last year. Like, yep. I mean, it just kind of set the tone for the entire year. There was all that anticipation going into that first game. They, they don't look that good, and then they end up losing at the buzzer. Just uh, it's bad taste in your mouth the yes. entire year. It just kind of started with that. I mean, this is a good team. Picked to win their division in, the, in their conference, and they have some first-team players, a player, the conference player of the year 
preseason favorite on the team. So Little Rock's really good. That kind of that will be a big one. Just kind of, I mean, they can. You don't want us to be sitting here saying, "Oh, they're six and one and not very good." Right. That's that doesn't sound right, but it might be what it is. Just because those six games before are very are not that strong. So you want to get, I mean, seven and zero with a win over Little Rock before whoever you play start out Valley play, uh, really important. That'd be a good win for the Bears. Yeah, I will say this, and I know everyone talks about scheduling and things like that. The Bears, everyone's been a victim of COVID scheduling. I mean, here in St. Louis, SLU literally backed out of. You know, they're calling some some of these events MTEs that are being hosted by Kansas State or Nebraska, just you know, event four team events and whatever. Slew was scheduled to go to one, backed out, you know, just late this past week and added one on their own home court and added SIUE, Edwardsville and St. Louis College of Pharmacy. And I forget which other team, but it's just it's just the situation of COVID. So scheduling is is wreaked havoc on schedules of all sports and all kinds and college basketball definitely because of the timing and teams you know I'm, I'm seeing Twitter now of teams that are testing and they're saying oh no I can't do it and I'm just now seeing a tweet from John Rothstein that was retweeted by Paul Oren that says Drake's Noah Thomas has opted out of the 2020-2021 schools college basketball season obviously due to COVID and COVID yeah. challenges so I mean things like that and Drake is getting ready to play a game at 1 o'clock 30 minutes as we're recording this so he's opted out so that's a significant development and that's sort of been what it's been like this year yeah it doesn't feel like basketball season it doesn't feel like we're doing things right but we're here and we're doing it so uh, i guess i'm not going to complain too much i'm going to be happy to cover some games i'm just hoping that everybody could stay safe that's that's the important part I like. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Missouri State. I'm not a because I'm a reporter, and I've never really allowed myself to become a fan of or anything about it. But I do like the people, and I do become a fan of the people. So just hoping for the best for the guys. That's right. That's I'm hoping the best for everyone involved. We can have a safe season as best as possible, as few quarantines as possible. And I don't want to hark on it because we both talked before we started recording that COVID uh, has worn us all out and we're happy to have sports where we need it because sports have been our release. You know, it's, you know, take two hours out of your time to just watch something for entertainment and root for something and get going. So, man, we went an hour and 15 minutes, just about didn't expect it to go. We didn't even mention the Chicago Bears once. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's for the better, man. That's for the better. <laughs> Wyatt, man, I really appreciate your time. This was a great discussion. I had no notes, but you know you've got something, a connection with someone. We can just sit down and talk and have a conversation. The one thing I'm going to still push you on, though, is I'm waiting for Sports Talk to have a podcast so I can listen here in St. Louis. I've, that's something I asked for when I said I'd do it. So uh, they're posting I'll, clips online. Tom Lat retweets them, and they're on YouTube. I'm staying on them. I'd like a folk show. Yeah, but, uh, I need that podcast feed. It makes me easy. It makes it easy for me to listen when I'm out running. Yep, I'll, I'll work on them. All right, man. Thanks so much. Have a great, great Thanksgiving. All right. Yep. Appreciate you. All right, man. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Persons of Interest. Do me a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to leave a rating or review about the podcast. 
head over to Apple Podcasts, and if you don't subscribe there, just search for Persons of Interest, and you'll find it. I really appreciate the support, and if you have any suggestions for future guests or how I can make the podcast better, just shoot me a tweet at ddocket on Twitter, or you can head over to my podcast page at anchor.fm slash persons of interest and leave a voice message. You never know, I just might use it on a future podcast episode. Thanks again for listening to Persons of Interest.